Hi guys, I'm JSB and this is the Total Water Polo Podcast. Joining me today is a coach at the very top of his game. It's UVSE's head coach, Marton Benshaw. Now Marton is hoping to lead his side to what would be his fourth Hungarian league title and maybe even EuroLeague glory in a few weeks time in Athens. Our chat is fairly long as it is, so I'm fairly conscious, don't want to keep you any longer, but please don't forget to claim 10% off at wearwaterpolo.com with our discount code PODCAST10, the link is in the bio, and of course, we're grateful for any shares, subscribes, ratings, reviews, or messages, uh, if you have the time to send them in to us, or wherever you're listening to this podcast. So sit back, get your notebook out, and let's listen to the words, the insightful words of Marton Benshaw. Martin, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Thanks, I'm fine. It's an honor to be here with you with an interview. So thank you very much for interesting. Honestly, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Obviously, you've got a really busy few weeks coming up. We'll talk all about that. And I know every moment counts. Um, let's just get straight into it then. Um, we'll talk about your coaching and we'll talk about UVSE, obviously. Um, but let's just start at the beginning a little bit more about you personally. Before coaching so before the man that we see getting very passionate on poolside and stuff um what can you tell us about you i started to play water polo when i was seven eight years old so it's my life i can say easy i stopped play around when i was 35 36 i'm so old so i'm not sure about it sorry for me so it's my life i enjoyed uh, every moment of it i played with the uh, really good teammates, work with the, the best coaches, uh, especially as a people, not just uh, not just coaches. So so I enjoyed every moment and I'm and I'm delighted to be the part of the water polo, uh, of course, the water polo family and the whole sport. So I had many, many so good uh, games, uh, enjoyable moment. <clears throat> of course, sometimes we win, sometimes we lose, but it's also the part of the game so I enjoyed it every moment and uh, when I was 21 uh, one of the leader of our club maybe I can say he's the founder uh, I must mention uh, his name so it's Jozef Kish who who managed the whole thing uh, when we separated from our mother club the Uipest and uh, they found UVSE and uh, when I was 21 it was maybe another word another time a long time ago uh, he asked me when we were swimming in the pool, made just, uh, of course, some hard work at summer. And we just say hello. And he asked me, are you interested to be a coach? And I was shocked. <laughs> okay, why not? So after two months later, I started to coach with, uh, with boys. They were 11 years old. So I worked with all ages in the Oriot Academy in the boys. And also... The past maybe ten years ago, I started to to go and watch my one of my best friends' games. He was the I think he he built up the whole UVSC Youth Academy in the girls. It's Battle on Edge, and I started to go his games. He asked me my opinion or some advices or or just watch the games. So that's how I get connected with the with the women's water polo. I absolutely enjoyed it. I never say that it's a different sport or, or oh, they're just much more uh, weaker or not so good as the as the boys. So that's how I started uh, to get connected. And uh, 
four and a half years ago. This is the fifth season of me as a head coach. He, it was, it was an absolutely honor to me. He asked me, should I take it the senior team? And I was first quite shocked that, oh my God, this is one of the best team of the world. But of course I said, yes. So, so that's all. If you have any questions, I can say three hours long about it, but I don't think so. It's, yeah, no, I mean, I'd, I'd love to hear it all. And you actually, I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was about to ask you, how did you get involved in the coaching? But you've you've summarised it really well there. And I guess you said water polo is your life. I guess it's it's fair to say that UVSE is also your life to, to, to a large extent. You've been at the club, I think this September was your 20th anniversary at the club. That's a long time. I mean, that's nearly longer than I've been alive. Not to make you feel old or anything, but um, yeah. So as you mentioned there, you joined the first team set up, you know, a really dominant force in women's water polo, certainly in Hungary. Um, before you were the head coach, obviously the head coach now, you were the assistant coach. Is that where you you learn about senior polo? Yes, absolutely. And uh, I was also the vice president of the club about water polo because there are different sections of course the financial things and but about water polo i was also vice president so i'm quite lucky because i see the whole clubs how is it works <clears throat> from the beginning to the senior level the mechanism the background it's really important uh, and of course especially about the senior team i was uh, an assistant coach i learned huge <laughs> things above from Bertzi. We used to say, we used to call him Bertzi. And uh, and everything about the technical issues when you travel somewhere, about the hotels, about the bookings, the flight tickets. So we solved many, not problems, many situations. So I think when it's the time I could get the, the proposal to, to be a head coach, I think I'm quite clear about the whole senior team around the background and so, and I try to learn as much as I can. But the first season and the first half season of mine, it, it was quite hard. So it's not an easy to join a team like this. It's, it's so interesting. Um, there are some obvious differences from being a head coach uh, and being an assistant coach. When you finally did become the head coach, um, what was the biggest thing that hit you what was the biggest dynamic shift you're with a group of players you're the number two or three coach suddenly you're the number one you know different responsibilities and all the rest the of biggest it. how to handle the the whole team from monday to friday of course you need to be as good as a coach about the sessions how to build up the swimming the leg work the shooting the tactics and how to make connections with the, the best players of the world, of course, and many youngsters. So you need to make a good mix about it, how to talk with them all the time, Not try not to be so strict, but we are not friends. Of course, there are friendly connections, but we are not friends. I am the coach, they are the players. So at the first half season, it's not an easy thing to, to make this work properly. So it, it, it's real hard. And, uh, and of course, the games. When you are in the, the front line, you need to manage everything. How to call some tactics, how to call the man-ups, the man-downs. And uh, I think maybe the, the hardest thing is uh, to manage the substitutions. I remember, and, and I'm quite honest, 
the first big game for me is was a Super Cup final against Kinev. Kinev, one of the best <laughs> women's teams, so they are absolutely uh, a, a clear vision how they play. They are played together many years, and it was uh, at the full crowd. It Komiadi, it was TV coverage, and so and uh, I also made many mistakes. So we lose that game, of course, not because of me or any player. We are a team. As we lost as a team, but. Uh, Today, I changed many things in that game. So I made too many substitutions. Uh, not the best mix of players were in the water in many situations. So I think that's the hardest. Did, did you ever have a meeting, you know, the first meeting as a head coach where you, you laid out, you know, you, you said there, I'm not their friend, I'm, I'm the coach. Sometimes with assistant coaches, certainly in some of the teams that I've played in, you've got the head coach, which is, you know, the main guy, the the, the big cheese, if you like. And then you've got the assistant coach who, you know, is still a fantastic coach, but he's a little bit more supportive, uh, maybe a little bit more likely to put the arm around the shoulder and say, oh, well, this is what uh, the head coach actually wants. Do, do you ever remember having um, a, a meeting the first day of you being uh, the head coach? And if you had a meeting, do you mind sharing a few of the things that you might have said? Uh, if you agreed, I start one back, uh, one step back. Because at first, when the players were talked with the boss of the club, uh, the president, the vice president, and so they asked, okay, we switch the coach, but who will be the next? And uh, for me, it's a great honor and, of course, a responsibility when, the, of course, the best players, they heard it, uh, the plan is that I will be the coach. And they said, okay, no problem. That's good. So for me, it was a great uh, support from them. Uh, a first meeting, I did not remember. Uh, you know, there are many speech with girls personally, or two, three girls together. So I think we don't need to. We don't want to to make uh, a big event about it. We just start to work. Okay, this is the first training. Let's go to the water. And so, so there was a, not a big first event about it. Sure, sure, and and that that's really interesting. What you you've said there, the players had a bit of input in whether you were selected or was it just a, by the way, he's going to coach, what do you think? Or did they actually have a, a say in in whether you'd be the coach or not? Yes, uh, I can repeat myself. It was a, a great honour to me. And uh, I talked with them, of course, the last three seasons when I was closely an assistant and we go to the EuroLeague, I was with them many times we we live many good games or bad games together so we we know each other but of course you know when you are the head coach many things will come in front and you must solve it of course for the players too it's it's not an easy thing so it's not about me that uh, i have a plan and uh, maybe you <clears throat> just uh, broke my plan or or you destroyed it no we work together i said them from the first time that we work together. If something is not working, we can talk about it. Of course, uh, there is a proper situation, not from the water, you just scream to me that it's not okay or something, but they are real intelligent uh, as a person. So there was no problem with the best players. They never talked back to me from the water or in the gym or something. We, we talked uh, many times, personally by phone or by chat, or, or we just sit and drink a coffee and talk about but i don't remember major problems so that's my beliefs that we can talk about everything it's not about me 
it's about the team. So they understand it, uh, of course, and uh, the offering players too. When we signed uh, Vivian, you know, Sevenich or, or Stefans, we talked a lot before they signed to our club. After I said them the same, that uh, it's not about me. We work together. We need to be the best as a team we could. So that's my belief, the communication. Honestly, it's um, it's very interesting and unique to hear this. Um, it's not. I don't think this is the case in many other sports, and we don't hear often uh, coaches being open about how they go about signing players and stuff. But honestly, it's it's fascinating to hear that, and I, I'm sure listeners would love to hear a lot more about that. Um, you said you said uh, okay that maybe you don't remember the first meeting. You didn't want to make a big deal of it. You just wanted to get on with it, and very quickly you did get on with it. I mean, you personally, you've won the title, um, the national championship three times. Probably would have won it in 2020, but you can't really ca- count that as one. So um, we, we'll just keep it at three. Um, that, that's dominant, really. And UVSC are, are a dominant force in Hungarian water polo. What, what keeps the motivation for you and the team uh, to keep winning? Is it is it a love of winning? Is it a fear of losing or a bit of both or, or something else? What keeps you um, operating at such a high level? Maybe maybe a mix all of it. I don't think that the fear is a motivation. Of course, to win again is, uh, is absolutely motivation for us. And, uh, and every season and every year, not so much fluctuation about the players but two three players in each season especially from our youth uh, academy always join the first team and uh, we had a clear vision about it that okay sometimes we sign players from uh, from crucial positions like center forward or a lefty or maybe a goalie but uh, our clear vision is our most important goal is to that was the first when we built up our great team to bring back the players who developed and raised up in our club but we had not the financial and other background to keep them in the club so like Rita Kesthey or Edina Gongul uh, or the others so first it was to to sign them and uh, take them back from other clubs and they was ab- they were absolutely delighted to join back again when we first win the I was an assistant the first uh, season we won the championship uh, Rita Kesthey said maybe it was his sixth national championship in Hungary and she was crying and said it was a, a special one because it's in my home I win with my my family uh, my first team the UASC so they feel they are at home so it's always a, a, a special thing uh, I'm quite lucky I always said it maybe some uh, viewers or, or the fans uh, start to get boring about it but I'm lucky because uh, my players, of course, they are not perfect as me as well, but uh, they are always very, very helpful for the youngsters or the other players join, like Seven Each or, or Stefans or the others. And we are always open about uh, the others, how they, what's the point of view for players from the Netherlands or the USA, how they view about uh, the tactics, the swimming, the trainings, about uh, how to handle when we lose a game. So I need to mention uh, the name of Stefans, Maggie, because uh, they are quite good friends with Rita. And they, I know it's not my business, but I know they talked about it a lot, how to handle 
if you lose, how to handle, if you win, how to handle that you are the best player, you must score or, or not, how to, how to play, how to behave with the youngsters. So they, they switch and change their, their thoughts about it. So I think both players uh, improved uh, because of it. And always the youngsters. Uh, I need to mention it because uh, it's, it's the most important goal for us, for the leaders of the club also, uh, who had their children also played in our club in the youth academy. So I'm quite lucky because it's easier for me to build in the team, the youngsters, because Bertzi and now it's uh, my assistant, Vince Chichaki, and the past uh, coaches, Zoltan Tot or Zoltan Abba, uh, they are very good how to work with them. So they worked a lot. So it's not a surprising that uh, in the senior team is many trainings. So they not get shocked. Oh, what's this uh, many, many trainings? So they are disciplined. They know we are not just looking and, uh, and have fun in the trainings because it's hard work. So it's a system and we have a clear vision for many years ago. And when I get uh, the position to be a senior, I don't want to change. And I think I could be the most stupid people in the world if I want to change everything. I just need some few maybe other or different tactics or point of view of mine. But uh, I just need to maintain the continuity after I get the team and uh, and I be as, uh, the first coach after Betsy. So maybe I can say, and the results uh, maybe prove it that uh, it works. But otherwise, the results, how the players feel when we play, how when we work the whole season together. So maybe I can say also that uh, they enjoyed it, but you need to ask them about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I very much think they do. And what, one thing that kept popping up there is youth, you know, the, the young players and the vision. And that's something that's so evident at UVSC. And we'll be talking about that um, in a bit, uh, just about a bit of culture at the club. Um, I would like to move on and talk about this season. Um, it's had its challenges. It's maybe unfair for me to ask this and maybe not really appropriate for you to give a, a really clear answer. But as an evaluation for this season so far, how satisfied are you from what you've seen in the pool uh, from your from your team? Um, and I know, obviously, the next three weeks could change all of that um, based on results and stuff. But, you know, trying to take the results out of it um, purely from what you've seen, the way they've worked. Um, are you satisfied with your team? Not uh, 100%, of course, because we like to win uh, everything. Okay, not the most prestigious thing is the Hungarian Cup, but uh, I think we we need to win the Cup. Of course, it's my team, so I said they are the best. <clears throat> but uh, it's also the the part of the the learning uh, session, maybe is the good word. Uh, the learning as a team, as a players. When we start the season after the Olympic Games, we expect not problems, situations about how our national team players <clears throat> handle these great things that they won the first ever medal in the Olympic Games for the women's team. And uh, we were quite sure that it's, it's not an easy thing to handle, that you could be some kind of star. You need to find your motivation again. We, we signed a new goalie. Of course, she needs to build in the team also. And they need to make the connections between the players. So we need uh, we we all absolutely know and expect that it will be 
not an easy season. But the, the most important games, it's it's not the decided the result with with major big things or or many numbers like goals or exclusions or something. It's just small thing. Maybe two days ago there was the Champions League in football, like Real Madrid and the Paris Saint Germain. Just one minor fault or something can change the whole game, can change the whole season. Uh, absolutely, the results. So uh, I'm not satisfied, but I'm not disappointed. Also. Of course, we can play better. We can get better results. We lose some important games, but the most important is in front of us. But we're not used to start uh, seasons that, okay, we must win the Euroleague or we must win this or we must win that. Of course, sometimes uh, we lose because we are, and especially the the girls are not machines. You, you said that okay, it's not it's not about winning this, that, and the other, because of the standards that you have set and your predecessor set at UVSE. There is a potential possibility it would be a trophyless season at UVSE this season. And that's not really acceptable for a club of of your standard. The two most important titles is in front of us. So the EuroLeague and, uh, of course, the, the Championship. But uh, everyone must know that the Hungarian Championship, I think it's, uh, it's one of the strongest. So, of course, the Spanish also good, the Italian also good. But the, the past years... The clubs around us, like Dunoy Varos and Ferenc Varos, of course, and BVSC, they sign many good players. They get stronger and stronger season by season. And the same time with this, the others get stronger and stronger. This is also a planned thing that we need to switch our team. We need to switch players. Of course, because they they age and, uh, and we get... And we... So that uh, two, three years ago, that which players are there, they were maybe 13, 14 years old, that uh, we must build them in the team. So there is, a, is now like a, like a planned switch of players, you know, that the 14 players in our squad in Hungarian Championship. Now, the half of it, seven players, it's under 18. So it's just also, also a point of view that the results are good or bad. With seven players under 18, I think there's there's no team in this level who can play squad like this. And of course, it's not an easy thing because if the most important players have a bad day or something, we need to be a team as good as we can to, to win the games. And uh, of course, there are real good teams in Hungary. And when the result is uh, determined by one goal, and you have the team, seven players under 18, so you cannot be sure that you won. Of course, we know. If we signed one or two more players, I'm sure we won the cup. Or I'm sure we we maybe beat Kirishi, but uh, they deserved, of course, uh, to reach the final four. Unfortunately, by them, they could not play there. So for us, it's uh, maybe the others say that, okay, UVSC must win this or must win that. But uh, I think, and I always used to say that a coach or a staff, is it working good or no? It's not always about, uh, and not every way it's about the results. Because maybe the goalie just missed one shot or the shooter just, say, uh, shoot a bad uh, shot from a good situation. So I think you need to be, be patient and need to be much more clear how they work. Because sometimes we lose. I take the sample from the Champions League. There are many teams with huge amount of money, but only one can win. And not always with the best players, with the 
with the highest salary or something. So it's sports. So we need the, I think we, our, our point of view, if I said correct, that it's how to develop our players. Of course, we need to win, but uh, it's not sure you can win everything. If you want to win, you need to sign the best players, two from the US, two from the Spain or something. But uh, this is not the way how our club works. Or, or Okay, it's important to win titles. Okay, but it's not the most important. I think it really sums up UVSC, really. It's, it's about the process and yes. playing players that have come through the academy. Maybe they make a mistake, but the, the idea is that they get the opportunity to play and work their way up. And that, that breeds more success for people coming through the academies, even at a young age. You say, said the word, the process. That's what I'm looking for, but I'm not. my English is not so good. But uh, we used to say that when we talked about with Betsy, we will never sacrifice our future for our present. I think that's a, that's a good sentence about it. That, okay, we can sign one or two good players. We have the money. They are interested to join us, but we will never sacrifice our future. I mean about the youngsters. Obviously, that's um, never sacrifice the future for the, uh, for the present. It's a really good message. So, uh, as, you, as you mentioned there, Fradi and Dunoz Varos, you know, it's, it's almost like a... It's between you three, really, for the title. Um I know BVSC obviously got got a lot of quality. Egger obviously won the cup. They um, they're obviously capable of, of beating anyone on on one set day and maybe losing or drawing to anyone on, on another day. Um, how do you keep calm in the next few weeks? Uh, you've got you've got uh, Ferran Varos and Duna Varos in the next two weeks, basically uh, the next two match days. Um, so it's all it's crunch time, basically. For you and we will talk about Euroleague, but that's obviously coming up as well. It's a bit of a season-defining few weeks. You've got to train hard, um, but how do you keep your team calm when you know you've got four really, really big games coming up in the Euroleague and domestically? With the lots of communication, that's that's really important. Uh, we talked about it. Of course, I need to sign the way where we where we must go or how we handle this situation. And of course, work, a lot of work, lots of training, hard trainings, not just about the tactics, about the swimming. Uh, we used to swim three or four times a week. It doesn't matter uh, about the games, of course, the the amount of swimming or uh, or the session's intensity or it's it could be might uh, different, but, uh, but we never give up also how we work in... Maybe just a, a, a little step out of this. About the Youth Academy, I think we are better because we work much more than the others. Of course, we have talented players, but it's like a, a magnetism. The players who want to work a lot, they might join our club because they know there are good coaches and they get and uh, the work and the system how and where they could develop themselves. So, of course, work. And... Uh, we have a routine about this and the experience, how to handle this. Maybe I just checked the date. Four weeks later, everything decided, the results. So I mentioned when we start to talk about the first season of me, but now it's the fifth. So I know how it works. Of course, you will never be sure that it will work, so you will win the games or something. But uh, especially the coach must be always a point where the players can can watch and okay 
we are in safety, especially when we work with women. Okay, I'm a man, they are women, so you cannot separate this, just the players and the coach. And they, that's just my thing uh, about it. Used to ask them about it, but I think uh, they need to always be a point where they can get some safety about the games, about the trainings, about the organizing, how when we travel somewhere or the background for minor things like the balls or the caps. Or I think that's just in one word, that's the safety where they can feel them safe and they can perform the best as they can. So so that's how. I don't think we need to be, be fear something or nervous or something uh, because we know we are the best. And I try to force that in their heads that we are the best. Okay, we can lose games. We can play bad against Kirishi, but it was not the whole game bad. It's maybe one and a half quarter. When in the third quarter we lose our self-confidence be, because we we made bad finishes, and that's when Kinev starts to believe that, okay, we have a chance. Why don't we take it? So uh, we lose our self-confidence, but, but it's a new team. So, of course, we had the two, three players from the past season. It's much more easier. But we choose this way with the youngsters, with these players, especially me as a head coach, because the players playing our team, uh, playing in our team, they play because I choose them, of course, especially. It's a common work with Betsy and, of course, the leaders of the club, but I'm the head coach, so it's my decision uh, at the end. So I don't think we need to be nervous at any moment. We, we prepared a lot. Yesterday and today we had the video preparation also. It's more than uh, 60 minutes long each day. You know the girls how love it when they just send uh, 75 or 90 minutes and just hear about my things and they watch the games. Okay, we need to be careful about this. We need to play like this or something. But uh, they are professionals and uh, the youngsters need to learn that without preparation, it, it could not work and they could not be the best players. So we don't need to be nervous. We will see this Saturday. And uh, especially for your question, my answer only uh, in our point of view, only the next game. You can hear it in many sports and uh, everyone says the same, that if we need to, if we start to think about or look for the EuroLeague semifinal, maybe we lose on Saturday and we could get ourselves into a real bad situation in the championship. So now we only focus the, the Saturday game. We will see what will be the result between Ferenc Varos and Dunoy Varos, but now everything can happen. That's it. There's a bit of an elephant in the room. For all the success that you've had at UVSE, um, the European Cup, the EuroLeague, has always kind of eluded you a little bit for all the progress you've made. Um, is that really the biggest aim for UVSE um, now? You've won everything else. The EuroLeague, is that is that the, the one that you really, really want to win? Of course, of course. And I think uh, many of our players, especially Rita Castelli, uh, deserved it to win. But, you know, it's not about what you deserved or not. You need to be good in that 60 minutes when you play the semi. After that 60 minutes when you play the final, you need to be good and uh, and scored one more goal than the opponent team. So, of course, it's our goal. And I don't think so. We have uh, we have lesser chance than the last season. There is one game. Yesterday I talked with a... With a I talked an interview with a Greek uh, journalist and... Uh, we talked about it. That's one game. Okay, maybe if you check the list, Olympiacos get better player. But it doesn't matter when you're in the water. 
I had a team. We had a team when we play with real good players like like Maggie Stephens and so. And uh, I don't think we were the most successful when we had the best players by the list. So it doesn't matter. And I think in all sports is the same. So you need to be focused. I need to be disciplined. I need to be good in that 60 minutes. And uh, and of course, you need to be lucky. But uh, it's okay. no sport that you can yeah, uh, the luck. Um, very briefly, and um, yeah, I don't want to go on about this too long, but you're all... You're obviously going to the final four um, in quite fortunate well, and arguably unfortunate circumstances. Um, do you have, uh, how, how do you feel about the situation you're in? We have real good connections with the, with the club and the employees and the players with Kirishi many years ago, maybe seven or eight years when we start to play in EuroLeague. We... We had many common trainings. Uh, we were there in cups. We played against each other in the group stage or the quarterfinals or something. So I can say uh, we are we are good friends. So we are absolutely sorry about uh, how they rejected or rejected from the from the quarterfinals. Otherwise, I heard that uh, we are quite lucky. Maybe we have no place there, and uh, I, I don't think it's about luck. At first. We won our group, so we were the first in the, the group stage. So that's how we get the opponent cases. So it's not about we just uh, come from the beach. And uh, we do a lot to be in this situation. Of course, there is horrible things about this war in between Russia and Ukraine. Uh, but but we do a lot to be here. To, so it's not any team of the world can uh, play the final four because because uh, the Russian teams were rejected. So I could not agree. And uh, and I'm quite disappointed if uh, if some people or or anybody says about it. Okay, you are just luck, and why are you here? No, no, we also deserve to be here. We won our group. Of course, it's it's a bad situation that we lose against Kinev. We. We prepared to play in the Land Trophy final, but we do a lot to be in this situation to get this. Maybe it's not the best word, luck, because uh, it's it's real sorry about uh, about Kinev, but uh, we are here, and so we get the chance. So we would like to take this chance. Yeah, in some ways, the question I asked is irrelevant because you're there, and you you know you're going to be going to Athens, and you're going to be playing. And obviously, good luck to you guys. And, you know, we'll see. Um, we'll move on a little bit. Um, and I just want to go back a little bit to just talk about the culture at UVSE. Um, I've read interviews, I've listened um, to you speak. Um, obviously, we've, we've spoken about young players already. By the way, you out of the top four teams in, in the Hungarian League, you have the lowest average age of 20 years old from all your players in your squad. So that, you know, it absolutely, you're not just saying that we're playing young players. You genuinely are playing really young, um, talented uh, prospects. You've often spoken about how important the club and people around you are, you know, your technical staff. Um, how important are those people to you? And, and in what ways do they, they help you and the team? As I mentioned, uh, we are a team and not just the players and me. Uh, of course, without them, or my assistant, or uh, the leader of the women's section is now, it's uh, it's Betsy, and, uh, or doctor, or leader of the team, Gabor Hayaj, the doctor is Peter Golopenza, 
of course, the physio or the master uh, Attila Sakmari this season. So without a team, you cannot reach your goals in this level. So they are really important, not just the work they they did all the time about how we can build the attitude around the team, about uh, we can have many fun when we go somewhere or we can uh, we can get help from each other anytime. So the players always can feel that they are not alone in any ways of uh, if there is some medical things or you just need to talk some one or uh, you just have some some bad mood today but you can talk my assistant is a is a real fun guy so so Vince always uh, made them love and uh, they are much younger than me so they are closer to some players so they have many common themes about to talk or or just talk about it so so it's always a team and and many other I, I used to watch and I love handball especially the women and there was a Norwegian coach Marit Bravi he made uh, made some uh, I don't know how to say properly in English but they made this team as a word that together everyone achieves more and it's a huge article about it how they handle it how they managed it that magnificent Norwegian team they want everything they can get so we we used to look for our team like this that is a team that everyone has their role and they need to play their role so we work together we lose together okay most of the times i'm in the front line but uh, i know every section when i was at the boys or i was an assistant or i was a vice or a president or technical issues uh, employee so i know how important when everything is fine around the team it's much easier to perform uh, to perform well of course we are not professionals like football or basketball or maybe handball teams but uh, we try to do our best and uh, we we and the others you asked about my staff we they not do things because it's in their contract or they paid for it they they do many things and lots of things because they love the team and they want to be the part of this team. And, and for me, it's a great honor. And I'm quite happy to see this works like this and not like uh, uh, some, some cold professional teams that we are here because we paid for or something like, uh, like an army. Or uh, For me, it's much closer. The whole club and especially the, the senior team uh, in the women's section because we are, of course, not a family, but uh, in many ways, we, we are behave like a family. Yeah, and actually, that's something I just really want to talk about just before we move on. You do have that kind of family atmosphere at the club. I've spoken to a few of your players in the past, and the way that everyone seems to interact, uh, the coaching staff, you talked about the physios, not doing things out of obligation, because they, but they generally care about, um, the, about the players. Um, I, I guess it's unique because you're a professional sports club, but how... How, if at all, would you advise, you know, lots of coaches and players listen to this podcast. Uh, how would you advise coaches that want to replicate uh, that kind of, that, those kind of values? What, what advice would you give to them to create that kind of feel-good atmosphere at the club, the kind of family um, vibe? It's hard to answer about it, uh, of course, one or two uh, sentence or, or short one, but, but I try to. Maybe just one step back to that question, just a sample about it. 
maybe after we we finished the quarterfinals against Kirishi, many of from the staff helped the others to to just uh, make the pool back you know just uh, just try to find the words you know the molinos and something we just need to help to put them down and uh, put them from the pool to back to our, our tower or something or just the waters or any stuff you need to be packed off packed off maybe it's the good say so and it's the leader Bertie or me or my assistant and yeah professional team just say why are you doing this it's not your job because we like to do this because it's about us they made the employees of the club just just a quarter final just you mean but uh, but there are many many things you need to make the background about the hotel, about the transfer, about the pool, how to the jury table or something. And we would like to give them some back with our help. So that's maybe a sample. They can see it much better. So if you, at first, many years ago, one of my uh, colleagues in the boys asked me, what should he do with the, their team? It's not working good or something. And I just answered them, try to love them. Try to love your players at first. Uh, because it, if you're just uh, standing like a Napoleon or some general, it's not working. So you are need to work together with your players, with your staff, with the leaders of the club. Of course, you need the, the good people for it, because if they say totally different, maybe the president or the vice president or, or any of the staff, point of view is like I'm a professional I'm doing what I had in my contract or something it's not working so you need to find the right persons and of course the right club if the club has a, a vision like this it can work I, I don't want to say that it's it's a bad thing if you're a professional or a great club and it can work uh, commonly that you are a professional and you try to be as much more human as you can but if you like to build up and and, and manage a club like us, maybe someone is sympathizing with this. You need to find the, the good persons for it. And and you need to develop and learn all the time. I, I mean, we, we mentioned about my first season. I learned a lot from my players, from my assistants, from any employees of the club. Just one good word in the right time from a, from a person who just made the paperwork or something, it can help you. And if you are open enough for new thoughts, for, for new point of view... I love to talk with players from abroad. I love to talk with my players or other coaches uh, from the Euroleague or from Hungarians. I have many good friends. And of, of course, we are not agreed in many things. But for me, it's really interesting to see how they think about it, how they think about my team, how they think about the competition, how they think about players. Maybe I'm totally different, but it's so interesting if you if you are open for the communication. So... For your question, uh, strictly, if, if someone wants to build up uh, something like this, you need to find a good uh, club and the good persons for it. And and you need to learn many much more smarter people than me said that you need to learn every day. Yeah, nice easy answer. Find the right people. Find the right club. <laughs> nice and easy. Nice and simple. Let's move on. Um, you're obviously apart from your aside from your duties at UVSC, you're also involved in the uh, the national team setup with the under 17s you had su- some success um in the summer winning the bronze at the uh, the euros um how how do you how do you juggle the the priorities of national team and uh, uvse 
there are many questions in, in the water, so I, I, I try to answer. First, I think it's much harder to work with the national teams because with your club, there is a whole season for you. I talked a lot about the communication. You can know your players' uh, mentality, how they think better. So, so it's easier. And the national team, if you are lucky, you have before the competition, we had uh, before Shibanik eight weeks preparation. So I think it's it's one of the longest. So without preparation, it's real hard to, to develop a team because in the youth uh, ages, there are not professionals. Uh, they are young girls with with huge motivation and, and and many expectations about the result, about the coach, about the teammates, and so so it's uh, it's harder. In Hungary, we used to work uh, one week weekend, sorry, in each month. There is one weekend. There are no youth games. This for the national teams. Uh, about how you can separate your club and uh, and the national team that try to not choose players because it's from your club or, or uh, of course, it's not an easy. I think there's two things that uh, about me, I, I'd like to win much more than take uh, players from my club. So if anyone knows me, they know how a bad loser I am inside of me. Of course, I can behave like a gentleman or something, but uh, I'm not a good loser. So I, I hate lose any games. It doesn't matter as a preparation or competition or something. So, there is always a, a trust. My my boss in the national team is Peter Birosh, and I'm I'm sure uh, and I hope he trusted me like uh, like this way. But uh, I learned it. Uh, I'm the head coach, so I will choose the players. If someone not agreed with, okay, you can take. You can be the head coach until the responsibility is mine about the result, about how the team uh, can compete with the best teams, how team the trainings, and so until the decision is always mine, the final. So that's the first thing. And uh, I heard uh, in the question that you said that uh, maybe some national team coaches, it doesn't matter the age or something, they choose these players from, from this club because he or she from this club. I think there is one thing uh, you can uh, let any coach. If the coach trusts that player more, especially in crucial situations, maybe the score is even, you have one minute left, there is always the the choose of the coach, so maybe you can you can arguing about which player is better before the selection for a competition, but uh, we talked about it before Shibanik, and uh, one of my uh, assistants said, okay, if you trust more in her than that, then you can choose her. But can I, can I just on that point? Um, it must be really difficult though if you're coaching someone week in week out with your club. Or you're seeing them on Margaret Island walking past the under seventeen training, and the, you know the coach is saying, "Oh, this player's doing really, really well." And there's, there's, you're, you're only human. There's going to be a unconscious bias, I think. And, um, and that's not to say that your team selections are biased at all. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. But it, how do you make sure that you are as neutral as possible? What, what it, you said there, maybe it's just because you wanted to win. Is that it? Does that override everything else for you? Yes, understand. Uh, you can get some objective results by tests, of course, swimming and the gym. And uh, when you watch the stati- uh, statistic of the games, you watch. Uh, I always watch back every game, of course, not the twenty goals between, 
But uh, the closer games also at the national team, I always watch three times in live after I checked it and I show the girls what we did good, what we did good or, or bad. So after you you can see every games or you can show every games three times, I think I can make the decision. Neutral, you said this word. Uh, who is neutral in this word? <laughs> I think no people is, is, is neutral. Of course, you can, you can try to be. But uh, but there is always always connections always some you are a human and everyone is a human. If you start work as a coach, you you need to be prepared that uh, you are you will always be stupid. If you not win a competition or a game, there are always many much better players. You are stupid. It doesn't matter how many games you or your. I don't use. Uh, I don't like it when that I win games. No, my teams. It's okay, but not me. Uh, so it doesn't matter when you lose a competition or, or there is always a quarterfinal. If you lose a quarterfinal, you can go to the fifth and the eighth place. So we talk about one games with 16-year-old girls. So you are a bad coach you are, or you are stupid because a 16-year-old girl made some mistakes or, or maybe the opponent was better. So they get quite stressed. So... It's, it's the easiest things in any sports that if a team lose, the coach is stupid or the staff or everyone is never know about this sport. They are idiots or something. So I don't think so. Uh, so I try to be neutral as I can, but I'm lucky. Of course, I don't want to, to stay out of this question because here's my club in my shirt uh, also. But uh, I'm lucky because you can just check the competitions uh, in this Hungary and youth championship, UVSC won the most of it. So I don't need to select my club's players from the fifth base or the eighth or something. But uh, of course, no one said to me in front of my face that why you take eight players to the Shibanik squad or something. But I know at my back, they used to say it. But for me, I don't care. Until it's my responsibility, I made decision. Of course, I communicate a lot with my staff and especially with Peter Birosh. And, and we agreed. So they said the same. We, we saw the tests, we saw the trainings in the gym, in the water. We, we watched the games back. We, we played at the preparation and, and we, we, we saw the girls, how they, they live, live together when we go to have some lunch or, or what's the attitude uh, or, or how they can uh, work together. Not just uh, when we training, when we go, we were at the Netherlands, some preparation. So after, and you can never avoid it. You are the head coach. So you can talk with the whole people around the world, but the final decision is yours. And that's decision when you need to select the team. Of course, also in my club before an important game or, or especially in the national team. That was my one of my worst uh, memories when I uh, need to select. Uh, we just it happens like we go into the gym, maybe two weeks before the, the European Championship. We go into the gym and I need to set two players. Okay, you are out, and that's one of the worst memories ever as a coach. I, I could hardly imagine when when you go to the Olympic Games and you must set two three players that okay you stay home. So. If anyone said that the coach is like this or something, okay, we can switch the place. Just sit here and say two players, you are out. So, but we are coaches. We need to need to take these decisions also.
you said I've got a few other questions. We'll leave that for part two. But you just said there you couldn't imagine taking a team to the Olympic Games. Do you think the national team, the senior team, uh, being on the staff there, assistant coach or head coach one day, do you think that would be something that you would uh, you'd like to do? You mean or, or anyone else? I mean, yeah, hungry, hungry, presumably, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. So I try to, to separate these things because if we talk about the assistant coach, it uh, it absolutely about who is the head coach, because it's not about my ego or something, or but if you could not work with your full heart, with your with your full mind, to under maybe it's the good in English to yeah. work under someone to make the background to help him, you must not get the proposal. Okay. You must not say yes because of money or because the it's a title that I'm in the staff. So. Uh, it's absolutely about who is the head coach, but I'm of course interested. It's not about my ego. It doesn't matter he or she or me won more titles or something. It's it's about how can we work together. When we were at the University 2019 with Attila Mihok, we are the greatest rivals in Hungary. Uh, he is the head coach of, and and the head of the club in Dunajváros 20 years ago. And, uh, and of course, I said yes. And, and we can work together absolutely good as persons. And it's very important. And, uh, and as coaches, he was quite clear. And for me, he's a bit surprised. He, he never made decisions by ego or just put me to the second place. The first day he said, okay, this section, man up, man down. It will take by Marzi because... They are the best in Hungary. And never used any word about, okay, you, you will not do this. Like, it's your section. You can do it. So so it's it's up to who is the head coach. Uh, so I can work with many head coaches together. So it's not a problem for me at all. Uh, and it's not about ego. As a head coach, of course, if you ask me about uh, the Hungary, I think uh, now the stuff is real good. Real good. And I said before the, the Olympic qualification tournament in Trieste, in Hungary, you, you you need to know that, okay, if you're not to qualify for the Olympics, they must quick out because they are maybe idiots or they, they are bad coaches. I could not agree, absolutely. And I said before the Trieste tournament, okay, just check it. If they are working good, maybe they missed a game, the semifinal against Italy, in Italy. So we must kick them because they lose the game. Fortunately, they not lose. They win an absolutely and deserve success against Italy in their, their home. But uh, I don't think so. If you lose a game or lose a qualification, I know maybe I might alone with this opinion in Hungary, because if you're not qualified, qualification, you're not get for the Olympic Games, you can go and, and um, go to do some other work, never be as a water polo coach. Okay, I'm just joking. But uh, now the staff in Hungary is very good. The head coach Attila Biro was my coach as a player in OSC also. And uh, the assistant, Laszlo Tot, was a teammate of me and a very, very good person. Very good. She's He is absolutely kind and professional. And always uh, his attitude like, okay, let's do it. And come on, girls. And so, so absolutely positive. And the goalies coach... But of course, not just works with the goalies. Bertz is one of my best friends, and and not because 
He is one of my best friends and he's one of the best coach I, I ever know. And the real important thing is these three people, of course, with the gym coach and with the medical stuff, and so they can work together real good. They are not perfect, as no one is perfect, but they can work together. And okay, there is always other opinions that why did not my player in the Olympic Games? I always used to say, there is player who get or, or stay home before the Olympic Games. Okay, but I always said, they are the coaches. They were there, they made decision, and they get the responsibility. But I don't want to, to take out or, or get out your question. Of course, if I get a proposal, I think there is no Hungarian coach who can get a proposal to be a national team coach can okay. say no. Because it's our home. Any Hungarian team asks me to, to coach them. Of course, I say yes, because it's my home, it's my country, it's my flag. So it's no question about it. Other countries, it's it's of course depends on the proposal, depends on the situation, how they competitive they can get. About me, it's not about that. Okay, that's nice and clear. Look, we'll leave it there for part one, and we'll come back with some questions, some quick fire questions in part two. Okay, welcome back part two this is the part where we ask martin questions that you've sent in and also some questions that, that we normally ask some of our guests uh martin we ask everyone that comes on the show you, you might be aware if they're their dream team their dream seven who forced me into this situation so, so it's hard because how can i change the uh, choose sorry so, of course, I, I'm always devoted to my players. I always think that they are the best. Your face, your face is it all, really. It's, um, you're going to have to choose, and we ask everyone, so you can't wriggle out of this one. How, how, about, how about you pick a team, so your dream seven that aren't playing in your team at the I moment? I just need to find the starting point. about Goalkeeper, starting goal. Start because goal. it's hard to... Ten years ago, a goalie, of course, is not so good as nowadays. So, of course, but of course. I think if you need to choose a, a goalie, it's uh, it's Ashley Johnson. It's 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 it's, it's obvious that uh, she can dominate the game uh, in every ways. Of course, she also had the the weak points, and uh, but Ashley Johnson, as she played in the United States team, I think it's uh, it's real hard to find a, a better goalie. Okay, so, that's that's the starting point. Really good choice, obviously, and she's playing her polo in Europe at the moment. Who knows? She might want to come and try out in Hungary. I don't know. Um, centre back, centre forward. I think centre back position is 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 also for me. It's uh, it's obvious there are many good uh, centre backs, but but uh, one player where where meets everything the physical, the the tactical, uh, prepared the preparations, and then. And and the good hand to shoot and uh, and as a leader of a team, I heard many stories about it from my US uh, players. It's Melissa Zaidemann. She she good in any any ways or any aspects of the game. She can score anytime. She can beat any opponent player. I mean the water polo way. Uh, I'm sure. I, I hope it's not so strict. But uh, and of course, as a centre back, she's uh, quite strong and 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 absolutely prepared and experienced. So 
if I must be a center forward, I think she will be the last I choose to yeah. play against. She's so strong, she's so experienced, and as you said, she can score some some outrageous goals. So yeah, that's a really good choice there. Center forward. Center forward, I think may I can choose two players. Yeah, yeah if you like, yeah. yeah. Because I, I'm hard to, yeah, to, to make the first base. At first is uh, is the Spanish uh, player Maika Garcia. I, I watched her many years ago. And uh, as a coach of uh, boys and girls from, from youth age, I see that for me, she seems that she got everything about the center forward uh, play in, in her veins. Yeah. So she feels what to do. She feels how to do in, in any time. It's real hard to prepare against her because she most of the times choose the best option to play for an exclusion without the ball or to score or to make some movement from the from the center back so she plays the way as a center forward which is 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 hard to teach yeah because she feels what need to do in in nearly any seconds and uh, my second favorite in nowadays or the or the past season is is rebecca parks it's 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 obvious she is a real kind uh, a person. She works as a professional and she developed in, in and raised up as one of the best centers uh, in the world in Hungary. Just so fast and, and so focused. And uh, so I'm absolutely uh, about backs. But uh, but in center forward position, it's, it's real hard because you are about the team. If yeah. you not get good balls, good passes, you not get the good movements to make situation or position which is good for you so you are absolutely about your, your team but uh, i also uh, have players in my mind who could be uh, maybe better than these two but if i need to choose from the past seasons or or the olympic games i choose these two yeah i mean they'll be they'll be going some to be better than those two they're just impossible to play against obviously mike's decision making and rebecca's just growing and she's probably one of the best center forwards in the world who have you got on the top then yes i have i have four positions <laughs> i need four players to, to choose for the lefties i if it's not a problem for you i say say uh, uh two players also and i would like to choose a lefty because it's 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 not uh righteous if, if i choose right hand players for for every positions maybe two lefties one of his also uh, a spaniard it's uh it's judith forca i also as as michael garcia i i watched her many years ago and i i, I love uh, how she plays and uh she she improved her play in defense in the past seasons it's uh she she now is much better than than many years ago and and when you are in offense she beats us many times, so yeah. <laughs> I can thank for Judith many, many bad moments. But it's it's frightening. It's frightening how how many goals yeah. she scored this season. And as you said, defensively she's short. And, and you know, I mean, she will shoot. I think she's pretty. Unrated. You know, she will shoot. Yes, you know, she will shoot. You can prepare. She loves to shoot this corner or that one, but she scores. So, so as an opponent coach, it's it's not so enjoyable, but uh, but she's quite good. And uh, and my other favorite is is Hanna Kishtalaki from Hungarian national team. She stopped to play two three years ago, but uh, but as as balanced as a player, also in offense and defense, and uh, 
and uh, and in mind how she plays the assists is 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 absolutely Hanna Kisteleki as a lefty. So so these two is my favorite. For the next three, I tried to choose one. Sorry for yeah. People. I was gonna say you just uh, just make sure you get a Hungarian in the team. But I know she's very um, she's definitely worth her place um, with those players. You got two more. So I I'm, I'm just a step for positions for position two. I think it's uh, it's maybe Ani Espar. Yeah. Also from Spain. Yeah. Of course, she plays many times in position four or five, but uh, but also I think Ani is uh, is 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 real balanced. So good in 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 any ways of the of water polo, and uh, also as a shooter, as a defender, as go to some second center forward, and uh, she's always calm, never loses her mind. So. So I think uh, my select is, is, is for her. Okay. So I have two more. I'm a Hungarian, so everyone, please forgive me. But uh, I think Rita Kessé is, is not a question. You can't, you can't leave her out. No one seriously can, um, can put a dream team without putting her in. And you know that, of course. You know that more, than, more than most. And, uh, and from the last position... I, I think I, I, I said about Rita everything, so I have no more words about yeah, her. So, yeah. so and uh, of course, we are devoted to her. She raised up from maybe ten years ago in our club. So, so I saw her from from as a child to to now one of the best players. And but my select is is not about because of this, because her performance. And for the last position, I have. Uh, I have three options, but I will choose. It's it's Maggie Stephens, Maddie Musselman, and and uh, and of course Yevgenia Prokofieva. Yevgenia Prokofieva. But from uh, from these three, by the results, for my selection is is Maggie Stephens. She's uh, I think more balanced than the other two, and Maggie's results. There is no comment. So yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, so that's, that's my yeah. It took a while, but what a team. What an absolute team. Anyway, we'll we'll move on then. And um, so, one of your players, and I will name her, um, Natasha Rabanska. Um, yes, by the way, top, top player. Yeah, top, top player. Um, shout out to her. Um, she sent in about 10 questions, and some of them we'll read out, some of them we won't. Um, Only 10? Yeah, well, maybe I'm being generous there. Um, I mean, the first one, the first one she wrote, I don't know if it's a bit uh, suggestive, but one player he's most proud of. One player that I'm most proud of. Is she asking because she thinks it should be her or? <laughs> I hope I, it will be her. Who? it's not an easy question. 20 years ago, the most proud it's the hardest question I got, you, and you have to choose one. You can't, you can't do it like the dream team where you choose like three lefties. Just one, <laughs> one name. Okay, just give me some seconds because That's I fine. need to. The most proud. It's a really interesting point of view. Maybe the most proud. Uh, should I choose a boy, a man? If you like, because uh, if I want to answer in that way, that most proud. I need to work with this player as a youngster. So I think the player I'm most proud, it's maybe maybe Wendell Vigvari. 
it's not because he is the best or but uh, i i tried to help him in many ways to join our club i always play give give him minutes in my teams when he was uh, younger and uh and maybe it's him okay that's that's nice um I've just noticed here as well, Natasha's also said, please thank him for me. He made me an Olympian from zero. <laughs> no, I did not make I did not make her Olympian. Maybe I try no, I'm sure I'm trying to help her, but uh it's her work. So yeah. But I'm proud okay. of her, please say um, to her. Yeah, to, to be honest, I feel like she she should be on the show asking you all these questions, not me. Um <laughs> Another one from her. What are the moments he is the most proud of in his career? Only ten. When I was a player, two, two <laughs> moments. How many? One, one, definitely one. Only we one. could be oh. we could be here all day. Otherwise, couldn't we? Oh my god! As a Hungarian, and uh, we talked about how you be neutral. So, I think if I choose uh, one, I'm the national team. Maybe it's some neutral, but I'm much more. My family UVSC, so it's so it's not easy. Oh my God, Natasha, you will swim a lot because of it. The most proud. Okay, I can choose. It's of course it's not a game or something. I I don't need to be so so strict or something. The last championship, the last championship title we won last season because it was a COVID season. It was absolutely hard. We had many new players, many youngsters, and. Uh, Many other people said after the cup we lose in September that we are not good enough, and how we won the third game by five goals and we we keep Dunoyvaris two goals to score. I think uh, when I when I saw the girls' reactions after it, how happy they are. Uh, so I, if I can choose only one, that was okay. That is. Okay, another one from Natasha. Are there any players he considers to be the future of water polo? Of course, in my team there are many. She's uh, she's uh, one of it. She's one. Another someone. Someone perhaps. Someone perhaps that wouldn't be on the radar of a lot of a lot of people. Someone perhaps that didn't go to Tokyo. Someone that you know been working really hard behind the scenes that hasn't hasn't yet. If she's not on the radar. I can I can choose two players now. It's Camila Farago. And uh, and Pani Segedi, Camila Farago is 2000, so she's uh, 22 now, and uh, she's quite close to to the national team squad in the first team. Of course, if I am a coach, she's in because she's my player, but I'm just joking. And uh, <laughs> and uh, Pani Segedi was the captain of the team in 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 Shibenik, and uh, I think be- her because uh, she could be balanced. As the player I mentioned in my uh, best seven, so now she can in, improve and, and reach in any ways of water polo closely the highest level. So she's she's quite balanced, and uh, and now in our sports, uh, how balanced you are, it's it's very important. So these two, yeah, Pani's obviously really an exciting player, and uh, Farago's been fantastic i mean she did play the other the other month um for hungary and she's been really contributing well um another one from natasha um what's the best and worst part of being a coach 
it's 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 the easiest question please like questions like this more it's 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 an easy question the worst what we mentioned about is when you need to select the team the team selection is 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 horrible before the selection but when you must stand in front of your team and said one two or three players that thank you you can go home i i, I never so 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 that's horrible so i hope that no one needs to 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 feel that rejection are, yes yes so that's it's, that's horrible yeah, yeah when, when you select the team that's the worst so yeah. it's it's not a question and for me it's maybe it's not the coach way when i when i see after we won game or title i see how happy my players are so so that's that's happiness that's enjoy that's for me that's that's the best thing uh, we talked about uh, the under 17 championship for me it was a never forget uh, it's unforgettable moment that after they reached seventh place two years ago and now they reach bronze medal in hungary a bronze medal it's you know how it's so it's not the the top of the top but when i see how happy they are and also the parents and also the staff and and these youngers who never give up what they believe in for me it was a quite enjoyable moment and then i was absolutely proud that uh, in a short time we had always tried to keep their face and 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 talk about with them that you must believe in yourself and you are much better and we are hungary we are not around the seventh place it was just an accident and so and after shibanik when I, I i saw them crying and 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 they were so happy so that's the best when i saw my team after we won something nice nice um we got not one from natasha to make a change oh. um uh yeah surprise. um surprise um we've got one from michael sharrett and he says what's your one key point for a beginner coach to love your team to love your team i do like that phrase to to, yes. to love love and nurture your team it's, a, it's many a... many important things but uh, i think that first if you don't love your team you cannot work together sure Sure. If you every day you you just okay why I need to be here oh these idiots and of course not just by the coach also as a players you cannot work together if you are not in good connection sure hundred percent agree um, got one from here from um, K uh, Gohard twelve um, and actually I, I had a similar question for part one but I didn't ask it is what do you advise um, for the sessions before a major tournament. And what my question was, was basically in the next three weeks, obviously, if you want to view it as a major tournament in EuroLeague, you've obviously got the end of the domestic season. What are you going to be working on? What, what you know, when you've only got two or three weeks left, obviously don't give me specifics tactically that then, you know, the Olympiakos team can listen to and stuff. But, you know, um, what, what, what do you work on two or three weeks out from, from a big tournament? It depends on many circumstances. Of course, the past months, what did you do and what did you achieve with your team? Where did you start and where did you get now? So, of course, that's really important. It's absolutely different when you work with the national team or your club. If I need to answer about us, my focus is always about how we play. I always check their games, what it's not working, man ups, man downs, about the defense, about offense. 
one thing that you can never avoid or or or, or take out this uh, this planning as a coach the players individual performance so you always need to be clear that is the for example is the tactic is bad or any of your players made an individual mistake so if you take that fault that maybe you change your tactics because an individual fall i think that's that's a bad way so you always need to be clear so what should you do or what will we do in the next three uh, weeks it's all about analyzing the situation i not mean about computers and and some uh, some doctors or professors in in laboratories and you like a bluetooth you need to feel your team okay we everyone knows that bluetooth is working but but no one sees ever how where is bluetooth walking or or something if i joking a bit but uh, but the chemistry is always working so that's why you need to love the team that's why you need to connect it with your team then it's easier for you to to make good decisions you need to change something or need to know and sometimes you go into a really important training studio and you just threw the ball in then okay let's play something or we play maybe you you watched or or volleyball style play so so you need to feel the team it's very important when you are so stressed three weeks before to to release the stress so you need to be a psychologist as, as much as a coach so so it depends on many many things so it's hard to say one thing but if you if i need to say one thing that's try to get the clear point that where is your team now if you analyze this and you make a good result that we are bad or good in this and other things then you are much easier to make the right decision what you should do in the next three weeks so maybe you you forgive me if i not uh, answer for olympiakos about it but uh, but i can say something that okay we are we get shocked after the kirishi game so it's don't need to be to be a liar or something and so we need up uh, build up ourselves that i i said many times of the girls okay that was a real bad one and a half quarter okay but we were we are not better uh, we are not worse than two or three weeks ago or or three months ago so we need to believe as ourselves so self-confidence is very important this is not an easy question and i don't think you're going to like it but i'm going to ask it anyway if you could coach one team that wasn't uvse who would it be the club or national team well, I know what you'd say for national team, and it can't uh, club, club, club. Because I know you say hungry, obviously. <laughs> could you? Would, I mean, you never know what the future holds. Do you think you could ever possibly coach another club in Hungary, or do you think? Do you think actually? It's harder in Hungary. It's harder because, to coach another team. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Of course, we never knows what uh, what we've been like, but. Uh, if I can, Pick I one. can choose. Uh, okay, one, but not from Hungary. You let me, let me. This it's it's it's. I would it's love. Maybe, I'd love maybe. to hear what you'd say if it was just Hungary. <laughs> I just tried to check the consequences of my answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. You you could be sacked. You could be okay, sacked. But, but, but I had the I had a good uh, reason because of the fans. I choose Olympiakos. Okay. okay. We were there many times that. 
that's the only thing I'm I'm jealous for football yeah, yeah. about the fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. the Olympiacos fans is it's it's unbelievable. Those Olympiacos fans are unbelievable with their flares, their drums, and they're so passionate. Yeah, I I understand why. Um, this isn't so much as a question from um, from listeners, but it's it's something we haven't really spoken about at all. Um, what what do you do away from water polo? How do you relax and um, what other hobbies do you have? You know, uh, I get not many many times or many hours where I'm not uh, focusing on water polo because uh, you know if I just mentioned that uh, a video preparation or a tactical training, I I talk the girls maybe seventy five minutes, but for me it's maybe three times or two times more to prepare to to mix it to choose the videos I want to show and choose the procedure where will I start and where I would like to to be at the end so there are not many times there are lots of things I I, I love to, to do I love to read uh, especially about history the second world war of course I'm a man so my uh, my favorites is about uh, armies about uh, historical things about wars about the technical background maybe for the second world war the tanks the airplanes or something i'm also a few years ago i'm addicted to like like netflix or, or hbo go there are there are many good uh, series yeah what, what are you uh, watching at the moment now i'm yeah. uh, watching uh, in netflix the fauda okay it's about the israeli and palestinian collision uh, about the security forces and the Palestinian uh, Palestinian uh, freedom fighters, so it's it's quite interesting, and I'm quite interesting that the the home language Israeli and the Hebrew it's uh, that I I choose because English is not so good, and it's very interesting to to hurt their own language, the Arab and the Hebrew, and uh, when the pressure and the stress is high, and how they screaming in their own language. But of course, that's a horrible. So it's not a, a, a funny uh, movie, the Fauda. But uh, but I'm quite curious about it. How how things work in in life, and uh, you can learn a lot from it. But I I also love fantasies about like Game of Thrones and and other fantasy stuff. So like Star Wars, I'm I'm a real real big fan of. Who isn't? Uh, Who isn't? But not Who the isn't? new. Not the new series; they are not my my kind. But uh, but the Disney series is uh, now the new, like uh, like the Mandalorian, and so they are so good. And I I have a dog. Uh, fortunately, he's not here at the moment. I can see for um, pe- people listening can't see you furiously looking around to see if you can pick up the dog <laughs> and show me on the on the camera. No, no, my partner take him, so so he's not home at the moment so that's why we can one can talk calm but maybe i can show you it but uh, he's not here at the moment and i also love to be with my family at lake balaton in 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 hungary Uh, that lake where i was uh, in many times in my childhood so i'm absolutely devoted uh, to to spend my time there i love the lake i also love the sea but for me the lakes is better because it's not salty i I love to swim and and salt it's kind of be this disturbing but uh, but of course I love uh, if I need to 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 choose some holiday destination it's always uh, in uh, the beach yeah but I, I need water there it's, so. a, it, it's a bit difficult to find a beach uh, in Hungary <laughs> um, 
Lake Balaton is, is perfect. So I suggest everyone to, to visit there in summertime. It's beautiful and, and the water is, is absolutely clear and, and, and it's like silk. And, uh, and the stuff around the lake is, is, is better and better year by year. The restaurants are, are awesome. So, so do not miss it. There we are. Fine. What a great note to end on. Um, giving uh, holiday advice as well as water polo advice. <laughs> Perfect. And it's free. Yeah, 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 of course. Uh, look, Martin, you've been absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. Take care and uh, hopefully hear from you soon. Thank you so much. And it was an honor to me and anytime if you had questions or, or something, me and my players or the club, we are always for, for you and for the media, of course. I know that was lengthy, but I really, really hope that you feel it was worth it. Martin, he loves his sport, he loves his club, he loves his country. And to be honest, I just love hearing him talk about it all. Everything he says has, has meaning and you just want to listen to every word and learn lessons um, from, from, from someone who is a really, really top coach. I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode. As I said at the beginning, make sure you make full use of our discount code at Werewolves Polo. So it's podcast 10. Just pop that in the discount code bit at the checkout. And of course, we would be massively grateful if you could like our show, rate our show, subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're getting it from. And that helps us develop as a show. Thank you very much. Keep safe. And I look forward to our next show.